Hey everyone, Jeff here from besttechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 79. Today I'm speaking with Nate Elliott. He's a law student and also runs content for Billbox. We discuss the uphill struggle that is awaiting Clubhouse as more competition emerges, including by some social incumbents such as Twitter and Facebook, as well as what the app looks like after the pandemic. Enjoy. I'm here with Nate Elliott who is a law student and also a part-time startup employee. He does content at some companies like Billbox. He also writes a startup newsletter called Startup Salad. And he has some really interesting thoughts about Clubhouse, which we'll get to <laughs> um, oh, yeah, oh, on this yeah. episode of Techie Bytes. So, Nate, it's, it's great having you on. I, I found you on Twitter uh, oh. when you posted that, that thread about, um, about the bear case for clubhouse and why it actually isn't the next big thing. And that's what we'll be talking about today, especially since last week, uh, the episode was all about why clubhouse is the next big thing. So I figured the, the counterpoints will wait out and I got to give you props, man. It's always easier to do the bull case than it is the bear case. So I, I welcome this. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I, um, I don't like to be contrarian for contrarian's sake. But when I see something that like everyone's like, this is awesome. Like, I don't know. I, I just like sometimes I have to question that. So it, no, it's it always good. It's go. always good to do that, to have the question, you know, when everyone's saying one thing, well, it's always good to be like, wait, stop. Let's wait a second here. How realistic is what we're saying? Yep. You know, times change. Things happen, as is always the case. So it's always good to have an alternative point of view that devil's advocate, so to speak. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what law school does to you. You spend, I mean, I've been in law school almost two years now and pretty much all it is, is risk identification and figuring out how things could go wrong. And so two years of that will, it'll warp how you see the world a little bit. <laughs> I grew up in a, in a household full of lawyers. My parents, some of my grandparents were attorneys. So I, I totally get that. Uh, it's yep. always the well, what about if uh, this happened or that happened or, yep. you know, <laughs> I get exactly. that. So do you, I'm just curious before we get started. So do you have a particular uh, specialty in law that you're looking to uh, practice or, or what, what's interesting you with that? That's a, that's a tricky question. So right now I'm doing um, some part-time work for startups. So Billbox and FinTech today, um, kind of getting my feet wet. Um, where I see myself going though is really undetermined. I don't see myself practicing law. Um, like definitely not going to go into a, a law firm or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really just passionate about startups, especially early stage companies. The idea that you can go be a part of like a, a five or 10 person team that has the ability to like change the world and become a hundred billion dollar company is just really exciting to me. And love so, that idea too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of where I see myself going is probably joining a company um, full-time doing like ops, HR, some legal stuff, basically operate as like a part-time in-house counsel until mm -hmm. they hit the point where they're like, hey, we need like a real lawyer now. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where I, where I hope to be. And, and you know, if, if I could work for 10 or 20 startups over the next 10 or 20 years or whatever it is to, I mean, help them get off from, the ground. Yeah. 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 And, and really like, I think, getting the foundation right for law is like doing it wrong can screw everything up. You can have the best company in the world, but you screw up your incorporation documents or you get your cap table wrong. Yep. And that can just, that can destroy everything. And so I'd love to be a part of like the beginning phases of a lot of companies and helping them 
get started on the right foot and, and giving guidance from that legal perspective. I really love that answer, man. I think that I think that's great. I mean, especially since I, I at one point in my life I considered going to law school. I, I in fact I even studied for the LSATs for a bit, yep. and then I was like, I don't, I don't really want to be a lawyer. I kind of, if I was gonna do it, it would be more like what you were doing, what yep. you're planning on doing, and like that's the kind of thing I would like to do. And I was like, I don't, but I don't really want to go to law school. <laughs> um, Most of law school isn't that, and that's yeah. I almost dropped out like in August, so I I'm on a two year program. So most people do it in three. So mm-hmm. I started summer May of 2019 and just have been going full time ever since. And it's it's a lot. And especially since most of law school is geared toward litigation and just a lot of like trial work and things that I'm not interested in at all. It felt very much like, well, why don't I just drop out and go work for a startup? And I almost did. Um, but I found some stuff that I really like within like business work and having a legal background and just knowing like knowing just a little bit more about how incorporation works, how corporate law works and stuff like that, I think is going to be really, really valuable for companies. And, you know, absolutely. I mean, having started, having started a few companies myself, I could certainly say having someone like you on board early on in the process would be extremely helpful, (laughs) even with dealing with lawyers who are working on like at an actual firm, making sure that, you know, that you feel good about what they're doing too. Uh, having yep. someone on your side is always good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's my dream is, is kind of just, I want to be, I want to be a part of something, but bring my legal, legal perspective and my legal skills. Like you don't need to pay a firm like 500 bucks an hour to draft a contract. Like I can right. draft a contract just fine. And then if you want to have them check it, pay them for 15 minutes of time to make sure that I didn't screw anything up. Like it's just way, I, I think that there's just a huge benefit of having lawyers around even if they're not, I think, especially when they're not practicing or not trying to bill you hourly and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love, I love it. I feel like we could have this, we could talk about this kind of thing for the whole episode, (laughs) but I really would love to talk more about clubhouse. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, so before we get into like the bear case and, and talking about, you know, uh, why it isn't the next big thing, let's, let's just talk about what you think about clubhouse in general. Like, how do you think about it? What purpose do you find it serving and and how, how yeah. have you used it so far? But start with the with the first question. <laughs> yeah, so purpose wise, like I think of it's interesting because I think that what the purpose that Clubhouse is solving versus what it's trying to solve are very different. Like the name Clubhouse, it insinuates that it's providing like a a place where people can hang out and talk and get to know people and it it's supposed to be like a really kind of like I the way that I think of it is like a spontaneous it's supposed to be like real life but online you know it's it's almost like virtual reality but just for our voices and Mm -hmm. you know that makes a lot of sense to me like especially COVID was the perfect time to launch something like this people want to hang out and talk with their friends I love like sitting on the couch with friends till two in the morning, just like shooting the crap. Same. And it's fun, but I don't like, I think that, and maybe this is getting, getting into my bear case too much, but like, <laughs> I, I think that that's a noble purpose, but I think that what it actually is, is doing isn't that like what clubhouse is trying to do is be a place for people to talk, basically be like easy zoom rooms with no video, you know, like, it's a, it's a good, it's a good purpose, but 
Is it doing that? I don't know. How, how, how much would you say you have used the platform so far? Like, like if you were to go into your, your screen time settings on your iPhone, how much time would it say that you spent in the app? Probably like an hour or two. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I've, I've explored it a handful of, of, of times. And it's one of those things where like last night I logged in, I was curious thinking about our conversation today. I found a room that was interesting. Like, um, one of my bosses was in there talking about fintech. And it was really interesting. Like it was, it was cool to hear people talking about stuff, but like, what is that the best use of the platform? I don't know. Like it was fine. Like the thing is like, I don't think clubhouse is going to fail. I don't think that it doesn't serve a purpose. I just don't think it's a hundred billion dollar company. I don't Mm. think that it's like the next Facebook or anything like that. And I think that it, it provides a really cool platform for certain things. Like there's no other place that I've seen like 15 people from FinTech Twitter just talking, like actually talking. It's, it's so it's, it is unique, but my experiences have just been not, it's not something that I can like reasonably prioritize, you know, or, mm-hmm. or not something that I see being, I don't know. I don't see it being Twitter, you know? Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. I I I've spent a bit more time than you so far, just because I've gotten sucked into this thing. Um, I, I think I'm up to like 15 hours this week or yeah. something, which is nuts. Like, <laughs> I don't know how sustainable that is. I'm planning. Um, I've been like most of the time I spend on it. I I spend time a lot of time listening to in on other conversations. Yep. Uh, and then there are and then there are times obviously where I do host conversations and also take partake in others. I found that in my experience so far that the app actually is offering what you're describing um if if you if you kind of stick to well originally what were smaller you know smaller rooms and kind of get to know people it's it can be a very very good experience and i found that um that 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 to be the case for sure and i feel like it's almost therapeutic in a way uh for many people you know, not everyone has a therapist. Maybe, you know, perhaps they should. Maybe yeah. it's some maybe some people can't afford that. But for this, yeah. in a way, even if you think you don't need therapy, you get on the app and you just hear people sharing. Like yeah. and making them and making themselves vulnerable and sharing like intimate details about their life. You just realize you're not alone. Like there are other people oh, yeah. like you out there. And it makes it easy to relate to people. And I, I think the fact that there is no video, obviously, you're just behind a little profile picture and it's your voice. It makes it very authentic. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point. And I like I am not a fan of the platform. Like I don't ever see myself really using it. Mm-hmm. But the way that you just described it to me feels a lot different than like my experience with the platform so far. And I think that that value prop is something that I'm a lot more excited about than like the the way that they're almost turning into like a radio show platform. Mm-hmm which I don't, that's where like, I don't think that they're very good at that in terms of like, Hey, we can like, if Jeff and I and some other friends want to like sit in a room together and like shoot the breeze, I think that that's a real, like, there's not a great place for that unless you're going to hop on a zoom call. Right. And that just feels a little bit different. You know, it's like, do so I have I to turn that, on my mic on my video? Should exactly. I turn on my video? What, how, how do I look right now? Then you're constantly watching yourself as you're yep. talk Like that is the absolute worst. In fact, I'm recording video of us right now, and I'm looking at. I keep peeking yep. over to make sure 
yeah. everything's okay. I and what I've done actually is I've moved that the video to the side on my screen, and then I have your video right underneath my 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 webcam. So it, yep. I'm trying to look directly as much as I can into the camera and at you, um, <laughs> even though I'm not sure if it looks like I'm looking at you from here. <laughs> no, no, it does. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, but yeah, so. I, I get that if you don't if you haven't experienced that yet on the app I I, I would suggest you kind of I can invite you to some rooms I, I gave you a follow earlier I think it's an interesting experience for sure one thing that I worry about though and going to the bear case is that what if if Clubhouse doesn't capitalize on these types of opportunities and by that I mean I worry that there's a lot of talk, but there's not, I mean, certain for certain, for certain rooms, that's fine. But it, there are other rooms out there, like certain rooms that I'm building out and that I've seen that where it's more than just talk. You want to be able to make, you know, action. You want to make, you want to take yep. change from that. You, and I think Clubhouse is in a unique position to be able to offer kind of functionality that enables that. So maybe like, like, a minutes like a daily like a like a minute a calendar of like the minutes of the room and so you yep. can track all that stuff that's being would be incredible um but i'm worrying that they're not going to build it out fast enough considering their team is very small yeah that that's that's a big concern of mine i think like obviously like clubhouse seems to have all the money in the world i think they could go raise as much money as they wanted tomorrow everybody loves clubhouse they have enough users that they can test everything like they just seem to have a reluctance to build tools like to build functionality for creators because i think of clubhouse as a creator platform in a lot of ways like you hosting a show that's very similar to me to like hosting a podcast or creating something that is valuable and there's not the tools that enable creators to like, it's not efficient. That's my biggest beef is like creators leverage, like leverage is an important part of creating stuff. You can leverage like Naval says, like you leverage code or media, well, leveraging media in terms of like saying things one time and not recording it and not being able to share it with a thousand people. That's incredibly inefficient. That's not leverage, but the, like the reason I love podcasts or writing or video is I can record it, I can share with you, you can share with your friends, I only have to do it one time. But Clubhouse isn't enabling, very, like I know there are workarounds and stuff, but it's not enabling people to do the things like interacting with followers or or recording like directly to podcasts that I think takes that media from a one, like a single use to a like leveraged product the way that it should, you know, like I, there's just, it's a fine line because you, what you run into is you want to build that like urgency to go on clubhouse, to use it so that people will be there in the moment. Right. But if you're hosting a show and I got like, I got to put my kid to bed, well, that kind of sucks because I want to like, what if I want to engage with you and I want to learn, but like you said, there's no minutes, there's no episode unless you're like using a funky workaround to record the show like that just kind of sucks because i want to be a part of your audience but clubhouse is, is standing in the way of me really interacting with you do you know what i mean i do know what you mean there are definite limitations at the moment uh in clubhouse and one of the uh, one of the ones that you talk about in the bear case on your twitter profile 
is the fact that Twitter is building out spaces, right? Yep. And now, say what you will about Twitter, they have a platform that has hundreds of millions of users on it, and people have already built up followings there. And I, and from what I'm gathering, it seems like most people don't really aren't interested in rebuilding, you know? Yeah. A lot of people yeah. aren't, at least, uh, yep. which is which is definitely a hurdle that you know Clubhouse is going to have to overcome in order to become the next big thing. Yeah, I'm curious what you well, think about it, Twitter Spaces and how and what they well, what they're doing right compared to Clubhouse. Yeah, well, so Twitter, I mean, historically we've given Twitter a hard time for they're just slow. Like, I mean, the product they are extremely slow. Yeah, I mean, the product we're using today is very similar to the product it was when I started using it eight years ago or nine years ago or whatever. Like it's hasn't changed that much. And I think that's okay because like, it's a good product, but we've seen over the last like three months since like the, the activist shareholders started breathing down um, Jack Dorsey's neck. Like we're seeing some big changes. I, they acquired review, they acquired um, the spaces team um, and the um, podcasting Squ- network. Right. And, and they also acquired squad, which is what they're using in yeah. part to build out Twitter spaces. Exactly. Yeah. So I, there, I'm seeing more of a push for, for innovation, which I really appreciate, but I also really like, I've tuned into a couple um, spaces and it's still buggy, like, but I appreciate that they're pushing it out before they know it's 100% ready to try to get that user feedback, get people to buy in. And I think that there's a lot of things about Twitter spaces that's better. Like I want to scroll Twitter while I'm on clubhouse. I think most people probably do. You know, yeah. if you're not busy doing something, you're probably on Twitter. Like if you're on Clubhouse, I would bet like 75 at least percent of people on Clubhouse are on Twitter, if not 90. Mm-hmm. And so like those audiences, like it's it's just crazy to me that people are going to Clubhouse to listen to people talk and then they go back to Twitter to like read what those people are tweeting about you know and also to talk Twitter. about what they're talking about on clubhouse though exactly exactly <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense that it doesn't make any sense to me that once twitter has spaces available that people are going to be scrolling on twitter and then see oh i'm on clubhouse and then leave the app to go listen to something when they could just see at the top of the screen oh my friends are in a room let's go listen there like yeah. the friction I think that once Twitter has that ability, like once the feature is all rolled out, I just think your clubhouse is going to lose a lot of that, that people's willingness to context switch. Yeah. I, I, I think that could be true as long as Twitter makes the early, you know, the early days of spaces, a more organic, less algorithmic thing. Uh, And let, and let people who were, who don't have, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or millions of followers create rooms that are just yeah. as easily findable uh, and, and, and let them build up an audience the same way clubhouse is allowing people to build audiences. Yeah. Um, because I think that's a really be, good point. Yeah. Because the gold rush is happening on clubhouse right now. The gold rush on Twitter is way past, <laughs> you know, right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so I think if they, if, if they're, if in order for Twitter to succeed here, they need to make it easier for someone who's just getting started to have a shot at building up an, a real audience on the platform yeah. and not just not just rely on existing power users of the platform. That's yeah. what I hope they do. I think that would be critical for massive success here and to crush Clubhouse yeah. in, in the process. <laughs> I, I, I'm 
skeptical that they will do that. Which yeah. Is, which could be could be really bad for them. You know, like you're right. That is a reason why Clubhouse has been successful is because it feels it kind of feels like that American dream, like that manifest yeah. destiny, like Absolutely. go to Clubhouse. You can start from zero and you can have a million followers like people love that. And if Twitter doesn't give people that, then people are going to feel like, ah, oh, what? It's just another feature that no one's going to that exactly. that people who don't have, you know, followings are, are going to use. And maybe they'll get a couple people and then they'll be like, all right, that was fun. Let's write it off. You know, like yep. that was yep. there's nothing to it. Um, yep. You got to give people that incentive, that that reason to want to to go out there and explore the frontier as you uh, as you yep. pointed at pointed out. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think so. My kind of thesis around the bear case is Clubhouse is trying to do two things. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be like a an online party line. And I actually think that's a pretty good use for it. You know, I think like the things that you're talking about of like having conversations with friends, I think that's super useful. And I think that there's a need for something like that. And I think that's the area that Twitter spaces could fill really like a lot easier because you already have friends on there. You don't have to search, but I mean, if Twitter spaces isn't careful, I mean, if I was a betting man, I would bet on clubhouse like 100% because they like innovators win a lot and Twitter hasn't proven that it can crush incumbents. You know, it hasn't proven that it it can. Yeah. It never has. I mean, if anything, it's acquired things and shut them down. Look at vine periscope. I mean, they're no better than Google. lately which is which has shut down more things than they've launched really i feel like in recent memory which actually brings me to another question i have for you uh and we'll and we'll get back to the bear case in a second but from an acquisition perspective do you think i mean clubhouse should sell i mean if we're doing the bear case here you probably think that they should sell um yeah that that's that's tricky i've i've thought about this a lot and i i guess it depends on like the context if i'm a founder of clubhouse i sell in a heartbeat like i if i got an offer from facebook or twitter or spotify or whoever and they're like hey 10 billion dollars mm-hmm. and that's the number i was throwing in my head too yeah throwing like, it in my head i to me it's just it's just a no it's a no-brainer you know you're gonna get more money than you could ever need and like a platform to build it Will it work? Maybe, but it maybe wasn't going to work anyway. Like you have a lot of momentum. You might as well, like you only, you only have one life. Like you have the opportunity to like change your family's life forever. Like, and you could still work on it. It's not like they're, they're hot, they're buying it and then they're going to fire you. Like the reason clubhouse works, I think is because the founders did a really good job. So they're going to want to keep, keep them in place and like not all acquisitions go wrong. And so I don't know. I, I definitely sell, but I'm also greedy and I like, I know why I do things. I want, I want to change the world want a the, little bit. I want the cash. A lot more. I want money. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, but, that, you bring up, oh, continue. I'm sorry. Well, like, no, it's okay. From a, like a company perspective, what do I think is the best for the company? I would be very, very careful about who I partnered with. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people saying like Spotify should buy them. I don't know. I don't think that they're in the same category to me. Like I, I understand it, but I don't like, I think Spotify still trying to make a name for itself in the podcast game and it might extend itself too far if it tries to get into consumer audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes the most sense for Twitter to buy 
Clubhouse and plug it right in because that's where most of the users are coming from. Like merge the two apps, basically build a Clubhouse tab in the bottom and do it that way. Twitter um, Clubhouse. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't, that's what I would be looking for. But I mean, I, don't sell the Facebook. Nobody on Facebook is using Clubhouse. Facebook, I don't know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell the Facebook unless they offered me $20, 20 billion and I could be, be done. You know, like I don't want anything to do with Facebook. I think it's a horrible product. Yeah. And like, I just don't think that. I mean, that I think selling to Facebook would actually be detrimental just to the, the, yeah. the whole thing anyway. No one on it. I don't think, I don't, based on what I've gathered, you know, it would totally ruin the vibe of the whole app for sure. Um, one of the one of the, uh, one of the co couple of the companies I was thinking in terms of getting in the mix here for a potential acquisition if if they were to sell one Apple, especially yeah. since there's no Android version yet. Imagine you know yeah. think about the they could keep it exclusively on iOS. Pretty smart. And then you know think about the selling of like you could have you could use it to leverage uh, Apple TV content have the stars on for the shows doing things uh, earnings call like like you could get uh, entice people to buy ios products and ios devices and things like that i mean and you yeah. can really i mean apple has the star power to get whoever well, they, they want money. whoever and the money whoever they want into this app yeah. to encourage people to use their platform over google's i mean that would be something uh, and the other yeah. one i was kind of tossing around that someone mentioned to me was tesla and I was thinking this from an from a perspective of imagine like Clubhouse and every Tesla car out there reinvent radio. Think about yeah, you know, like radio hasn't evolved at all, and we're just sitting in our cars listening to the radio. Or I mean, most people I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I, I mean, and if I do, it's mostly just for like a talk show. Um, this is exactly what you know, like people use, uh, you know, would, would love. I think especially during especially when self-driving cars are a thing like then you don't yep. like then you're just killing time you know yep. it's a great way to kind of commute back to work even after yeah. the pandemic yeah no that's i had not like tesla wasn't on my radar at all i think i wonder what the i mean there's there's a i don't i have a hard time seeing how um clubhouse monetizes mm -hmm. um but i think that it would be really cool if tesla bought clubhouse because that like the idea of being on clubhouse in your car, it sounds cool to me. Like mm -hmm. I, it's, it's a better way to do phone calls. You know, it's a better way to chat with your friends. And I think you might run into like some regulations where a lot of states are going to be like, nah, you can't be on clubhouse in the car. We don't want that. <laughs> um, but then like, what does Tesla really get out of that? Right. I mean, I don't know if that's a difference maker in people buying their cars or that's a difference maker, like revenue wise, um, but I think it's definitely an interesting idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I said it, so I guess I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, okay, so let's, let's, let's talk more bear stuff after the pandemic, I guess is that's the, that's the point that everyone's turning to and being like, yeah. well, we'll see what happens after we get out of this whole pandemic situation. Um, I guess, so here's the question. Do you think that, you know, the, like what, what? what does clubhouse have to do to remain kind of to not fall flat after the pandemic and, and how difficult will that be for them? You know, I don't see, I don't see clubhouse like dying because like, 
because the vaccine comes out and we go back to like life as normal. I don't see that happening because people really enjoy the conversations that they're having. And we're moving, even without COVID, we're moving towards a world where we like to make friends online. Like I, I really enjoy chatting with my friends. I've made, I've met like 15 or 20 new people just this year that I was like, Hey, let's hop on a zoom call. I think that that people like that, but I think that you are going to run into a problem on Friday nights when people are out with their friends or they are, um, at the beach on Saturdays. Like you might, it might turn into something where are you, we going to see the numbers? And so I think that, I think that one thing clubhouse could do is they could almost look to like a TV or a radio show model where it's like, Hey, scheduled programming. And that, that gets people buy in for like, Hey, on Friday nights at 10, we do like riff radio or like the NYC shoot your shot girls or whatever are yeah. on like to get by honestly, like I think that they might have to start acquiring people's content, which mm. is like a weird thing because it's not structured in a way that we're used to. Like the only one, like there are a few, like the good time show and, and you're starting to see them like, like routine Pop shows yeah. like on a schedule. But like, it's not the same. It's not the same as buying a radio show or a podcast where you can be like, you can point to that. It's more like, Hey, these are some hosts and every night they come on at the same time. Like, right, right. What are you actually buying? Like, that's a little, that's actually something that I'd be really interested in working on as a lawyer is like, thinking, yeah, how do we point. even, how do we even like structure that deal? What are you buying? What exactly is the intellectual property here? And how do you like, maybe you just like hire them on as personalities or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but if I was clubhouse and I would start thinking about that because you have some shows like the good time show or other ones. I, like I said, I'm not super familiar with all the goings on on clubhouse, Yeah, but I think that would be something that could help people stay on because I actually think, I think that clubhouse has turned more into a, there there's two segments. There's the radio show part of it. And there's the like, Hey Jeff, let's get some friends together and let's chat in a room. Yeah. And it's not like, there's like, I don't know. I call it like voyeurism. Like we love to like listen in on people's conversations. And I think that makes, makes some people uncomfortable. Like if you and me and some friends are talking and it's just like four of us, I'm going to be a little uncomfortable if there's 10 people like in the audience listening to us, like <laughs> talk about what we had for lunch. Like that makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But then there's the radio show aspect of it where people are like, they love it. Like we're here to put on a show for you. And I think, I think that the, like the group stuff that might die off a little bit, but I don't think so because people are making friends online. Like you and I will probably never meet in person. I don't know. Like <laughs> you're, I think you're in Florida. Like maybe I'll come yeah. down to Florida and maybe we'll say hi. But like, if I want to chat with you, what are my, what are my options? Like we can hop on a phone call, hop on a Skype call. We can, or we can hop on clubhouse and that's pretty simple. And if I see you in there, Hey, let's hop in a room. Right. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I think that 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 will go down. But I think that it that Clubhouse could probably offset that by going hard on content, by becoming more of a, hey, this is the Clubhouse channel. We have all of these shows. You can come in on on Fridays at nine and listen to like Jeff's um, show and hear all of his great guests. That's what I think is going to entice people to come back or like to stay on. Yeah. Because I don't know, we're all so excited to not have to worry about like, I don't know. I just want to go out to dinner and like walk around 
the street and not worry about like people getting too close to me. I want to like go to the movies. And so if you can give me a reason to, you have to give me a good reason to want to sit on my couch and listen to some guys like shoot the crap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like maybe I'm getting repetitive, but like going down (laughs) that rabbit hole would be beneficial for them. Yeah. I mean, so I think you brought up a good point with the scheduling. I, for, for, for starters, I've been, uh, I started a, a club. I haven't, it's not official yet because I can't submit (laughs) anything because it's the form is down, but, um, a South Florida entrepreneur club and already, I mean, I had the first, I I started it with a co-founder, a friend of mine who I met on clubhouse. Cool. And, um, He's he's the co he's the chairman at 1909. His name is Nick Nicholas Mo, uh, Monaki, and basically we're starting this club, and we've already gotten a bunch of really great interest in people coming in and talking about the Florida tech scene and wanting to then build out a you know when TechCrunch launched, and this is what I, this is my goal for everyone who's listening. My goal, you know. When TechCrunch launched, it was like the way Michael Arrington described it. It was the paper of record for Silicon Valley. I don't think they ever put that in any yeah. anywhere, but that's kind of how he described it. And I think that that is something that is needed here in Florida. Like we yeah. need more tech crunches. You know, uh, they can only spread themselves so thin, and they already. Yeah. And I feel like, in a way, and actually, I kind of feel like they have lately. Uh, I feel like the coverage hasn't been as good as as it used to be. Uh, it pains yep. me to say that, as much as I love a lot of the people that work there. I know I know some of them personally, um, but yeah, like what my point was, I'm getting at was that people are scheduling more and more events on Clubhouse, and I, I I'm even scheduling out, um, you know, event later today, and then we're doing Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and I think that the, the name of the game for for clubhouses to make sure people like me are being are consistently going out there and creating these opportunities and uh, these these rooms for people to take part in and get the real value from the from the product. The more that yeah. kind of cycle happens, um, the better it is. And I, one of the things I think that they're kind of struggling with is that they haven't built out a way to like do like a massive kind of scheduling thing. You can only kind of do one at a time. It would be great yep. to have something where you could actually schedule out like a repeating event uh, or something. Yep. And these are like, li- there's like tons of little things. Like you pointed out in your bear case, like Twitter, Twitter spaces, the audio quality is already a ton better. And it is, I've noticed that myself just using the app, both, both, both platforms and Twitter also even, I mean, there's su- there's such a limited rollout right now. And that's the way they always do things. They always are so slow as we mentioned. <laughs> um, but but they already have features like reactions, emote reactions, which yep. is, I don't know Huge. if you, yeah. If, and if I'm sure you're aware of this, but if, if you're listening, you're not aware on clubhouse, there is no way to like clap or react to what people are saying. If you kind of want to show support. So what you have to do is tap on the microphone icon yep. and mute yourself, unmute yourself, mute yourself, and then continue doing that to show that you're supporting someone. So like, and I mentioned this in, the, in last week's episode, I feel like, yes, these are little things. Um, but they make all the difference and they could, and they yep. could, and like, I, I, I'm at the moment, I feel like there's still enough momentum going that these things aren't, don't need to be implemented immediately because once they are, people will really appreciate that, yep. but they can't drag their feet either. You know, and like, like Twitter, they, they, <laughs> they can't be too slow. Yeah. No, I, I think that, I don't know. 
you said something that like the idea of connecting with creators. Yeah. I think the platform that does that better than any platform ever is TikTok. Like TikTok is so good at supporting its content creators and making people want to use the app and making like supporting them in becoming like full-time creators and helping them get um, sponsorships and stuff like that. Like I think if clubhouse were to look at the TikTok model and, and realize, Hey, like a huge part of our value prop is that interesting people are on here talking. Like the fact that like that Mark is, huge. Yeah. is on there is huge. You know, like he, he hasn't been on Twitter for really like for years <laughs> Yeah, and people love to hear that guy talk or like Steve Ballmer on there last night, like in his hot tub, like people love that crap. I know that's, so, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like if they can, they need to realize that, okay, that like our talent is like, or like the talent is a huge part of our value prop. Right. So we, they need to be like, I, I think they need to invest in weakness. That. Yeah, exactly. They're not investing in their content creators. And after a while, I think if, if they don't, they're going to start leaving because it's going to get really frustrating for people like you to put time and effort into building a club and having a good show. And then people can't even react to what you're saying. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, or can't even like submit a question. Like that's wild to me. That seems like the simplest thing. Like I don't, I'm, I don't know. I haven't hosted a, a room, but I'm not going to invite some stranger on the stage to ask me a question. I'm just not going <laughs> to do it. Like, I don't know what you're going to say. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I uh, get, I totally get that. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to kind of like figuring out, you know, investing, figuring out who to invest in, they, you know, again, it comes down to the size of the team right now is just so small. There is nobody, as far as I am aware, who's actively working at Clubhouse trying to identify people to, to that they should be investing in. Yep. And that needs to change really quickly. In fact, I think that would be an, that would be a crazy job for me. I think yeah. I would love that. And if Paul Davison's listening... <laughs> And once hire Jeff, hire me because I, I mean, these are some ideas right here that I think are hugely valuable. I, and I totally agree with Nate that you have something special in that sense that you know other places just don't have right now. And if you don't foster that, it'll die out. Yep, yeah, totally. absolutely. So, one question I had for you is yeah. you said you're you're working on this South Florida Entrepreneurs Club. When, and I know Florida might be a little bit different than, than the rest of the world. So I don't know what, like it is Florida. So um, (laughs) I don't know what, what things are like socially with COVID and all that, but do, don't you think that once like the pandemic is over that you would rather on a Saturday night host like a dinner downtown or go to like the club together or whatever, Mm -hmm. than I'll chat on, on clubhouse. Like, don't you think that you'll see like a shift away from clubhouse meetings to in-person um i think that that i think the in-person meetings will certainly happen especially if it's a if it's a local you know you get a bunch of local group uh people involved but that being said i still think that there's plenty of opportunity for clubhouse you know that would be in my opinion it will you have like in-person events which would happen maybe once a month but the clubhouse would still happen you know more frequently during the week um ideally i mean that would be the case that would that's what that's what i'm kind of thinking uh, I, the craziest thing is that you know I'm making all these plans and trying to do all these things now, and I, I feel like because there's a lot of potential here, right? There, the, we talked about this being the gold rush phase. Where I mean, this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I feel like with 
the technology that Clubhouse provides and the the enabling kind of element of it uh, that you can meet with so many people and just hear what they're doing and the connections that you can make. I mean, I said this in the last episode. I've made more connections on Clubhouse in the two to two weeks that I was on it when I first started than in the same time on Twitter, probably actually even the same like over like three months on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just it's so it's almost overwhelming in the sense that it's very fast paced, which could, I guess, lead to another bear case. And I guess we'll we'll talk about this and then we'll go to the lightning round because this has been cool. such a fantastic discussion. Um, but the club is, is clubhouse burnout something that we could be uh, experiencing on the horizon. I've already heard some people talk in rooms that they've they had to take a couple days away. You know, there was just yeah. so much. Go, it's just so much at once can be overwhelming yeah you know i think it's similar to zoom burnout like i don't know man you get on a i maybe it's just me but like if i talk for too long like my throat gets tired like <laughs> i don't i'm not like some great orator and when i sit and when i have calls back to back to back like at the end of the day i'm swamped and the last thing that i want to do is get on clubhouse and so i think that like it's just one of those things where you see it I don't know when, whenever we see something new in technology, I think we get really excited. And then, and then after like a year or so, it kind of starts to fizzle because we get, we get tired of, of old things. And then we, we start to use them too much. We get excited and we do get burnout. Like at the be like zoom is the best, but also like sometimes I just don't want to get on zoom because I'm tired of shouting at a screen, you know, like, and I think that, that, I don't think that we'll see see Clubhouse burnout in the same way because like it's easy to just listen. It's mm -hmm. really easy to just listen. But I think that some creators that are enjoying it now, I don't know, two years from now, are you going to want to spend like an hour every night talking or like trying to create content? I don't know. I don't know what you want to do, but I know for me personally, like Twitter makes sense for building an audience or for connecting with people. Because it's asynchronous, you know, yeah. I can, I can pull my phone out of my pocket on a break and I can tweet something and it can blow up or I can DM a friend, but clubhouse is not, it's like, it's synchronous and it's spontaneous. And that's part of like why people like it. But I don't know, man, in a year when, where people are commuting back and forth to work again, maybe, or I don't know, your life gets busier. Are people really going to want to, at the end of the day, like, have a conversation with people like with people with a thousand people watching yeah some people will but i think some people are going to be like you know what i just want to take a nap and <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think i don't that, feel like, like talking to anybody I, today exactly like yeah. we all get that way sometimes but like if if is that something that i'm worried about for clubhouse not really i think that there are enough people that like to hear themselves talk and like to listen to people talk that i think that 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 honestly might even be good for Clubhouse because I think that there's a huge portion of people that are just watchers right now or listeners. And once the like speaking crowd, like the in crowd of, hey, we we are the talkers and we're here to put on a show for you. Once they get like a little tired of doing that, then people are going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll get on stage. Like maybe I'll add, I have something to add. Right. And I think that could that could actually be really good, you know, because I think you have a huge faction of people that go on there and listen but they're too nervous 
It'll, they're too afraid to say something. Yeah, I I agree. I feel you ever uh, um, you ever listen to the radio or like talk radio? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so you you know like when people call into shows and they're like, hey, yep. first time caller, uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> it's yep. like that. It's exactly yep. like that. And I think that's a. And I just wanted you to do go. It once, yeah. Go ahead. More comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Once you, it's. I gotta tell you, the first time I talked on Clubhouse, I was. And I, I'm a pretty good public speaker, but it was in front of like people I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. I had never really talked to these people before. I was, a little, I was nervous. I was like, I was yeah. like, I felt like my voice was shaky a little bit. And I was like, but the more you do it, the better you yep. get at it. Um, and I think that'll be important just for people to see that they can do it. I think that's cool. But going yeah. back to what you said real quick about, um, you know, hopping on Clubhouse for, for meetings and stuff. I've, I've already done that. I mean, I'm already doing that. Those are yeah. things that that type of synchronous, you know, communication, synchronous communication where you're like, you're like, my, my the, actually the guy I was talking to you about, Nicholas, um, who yeah. co-founded this club with me, he's like, you want to hop on a call? I was like, let's just hop on Clubhouse. <laughs> let's, yeah. What about that? And um, it, it, it just, it seems like a better, and you can make a private room. No one has to else mm-hmm. has to join. It could just be two, three people, four people, whatever. Um yeah. And I'll just that's a cool use. Yeah, and I'll just add that. Yes, here's another cool use that I just had yesterday. No joke. Five thirty, six o'clock rolls around. I had a long, long, long day. I was like, I just need to hear some jokes. So I created a room called "Tell Me a Joke!" Exclamation nice. mark. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, people start fil- filtering in, and we we were telling jokes for over two hours. We had like wow. forty plus people who just came in and. It was so much fun. Um, great way to un- to unwind and end the day. I felt like um, yeah, so it, there yeah, are definitely it's, use it's, cases like that. No, it's that's so interesting. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm too much of like an old man, and I'm like <laughs> oh, I don't want new things. And but like that idea, it's almost like um, like Omegle, a chat roulette, mm. but in like a a more controlled manner. Where yeah. like hey, like I want to meet strangers. But also, like, I don't want to see Dicks. your naked stuff. You yeah, know? like I don't, I don't need that. Um, so that's like a cool use case, and that makes me, I like, I never thought about. I haven't, I haven't tried to like start a room or anything, and so maybe I. You should drop by uh, the room I'm doing later today. Uh, you should check yeah. it out, South Florida Entrepreneur Club. We have people from all over who come. Yeah, in. I need to. I think like from this conversation, I still, I don't know if it's going to be. I still have like serious qualms about. Yeah clubhouse but i think that it's definitely worth taking another look at the user experience and thinking about hey is this something that people like for a reason like maybe Mm -hmm. i i gave it too too short of a look well nate it takes a big man to admit that (laughs) (laughs) no no honestly we i have no idea how this is going to play out i am hoping for the best obviously as you are um but I, i i give you mad props for coming on here on techie bites and explaining the bear case for clubhouse it uh, as i mentioned earlier in the in the episode it's never easy to do the bear case it's always yep. it's always easier to do the bull case so like you made it through we made it through we got it all the way through it's now time for wait the, wait yeah wait, go real for quick. it yeah i have to put in my pitch for capiche fm okay yes i've actually wanted you to talk about that go yeah, for it so i came across capiche a while ago and personally i think that it is clubhouse but better like it's if you want to do a radio show, I think that you should use Capiche because one, you can record your um, you can record from your browser, 
which makes like audio a lot better. Um, you can, it sends a text to people if they subscribe and they can click the link in their text to tune in live. It lets people, um, it lets people submit questions via, via text, which is really nice or via message. Um, you can still invite people on stage and they will help you take your audio and turn it into a podcast. And so to me, I think like I'm, I would rather put a little bit, I would rather put my time into capiche because I could have a, like, I could have you on next week for 15 minutes to chat about something, upload it to my, my podcast and anyone and every, everyone can listen to it where like clubhouse it's less about like it, that that's not enabled as easily. And so I think like, if you're a creator, you should definitely check out Capiche because I think that they're doing really cool things over there and they have a lot better creator tools in my opinion. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to have to check it out more closely. I did take a look at their website, uh, but I haven't, I haven't looked in depth. Yeah. But they're super new. They just like, they just like, they were building the product in house for trying to like help their customers engage with each other a little bit better. And then they're like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And they started out as like, you just called in on your phone and now they like have browser. Um, you can call in via your browser and stuff. And, um, they only That's like great. launched it, I think in November. So they're super young and they're working out a lot of hiccups and stuff, but I think there's a lot of potential. Like they're trying to be an online radio platform. They're like accepting that that is what they are where clubhouse is more of like, Hey, we're clubhouse. Like we're a clubhouse. Right. Well, you're doing two things. You have rooms and then you have radio shows. So like, you got to enable one or two of those. Like, you got to be intentional about it. I think that's true. And I, 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 I'm going to tell this real quick before we get to the lightning round. Because I've I've had a couple phone calls today um, and, and clubhouse meetings where I've said this already. I think I've said it at least two to three times. But basically, you know the scene in The Social Network where Jesse Eisenberg, who's playing Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg, says to Andrew Garfield, who's playing Eduardo Saverin, um, you want to monetize the site? We don't even know what we don't even know what it is yet. <laughs> exactly. And that's pretty much what I think Clubhouse is at this point. I don't think yeah. they know exactly what it is yet. No, I think that's I think you're right. Like I think it's so new. Like it's a year old. But I yeah, like what will Clubhouse look like in a year? Probably something way way different. You know, it's probably going to be like for their sake, like I hope that it looks a lot different and it looks a lot more user-friendly and a lot more creator-friendly and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to the lightning round. Here we go. Sweet. If you're ready, let me know. We'll awesome. get started. I'm ready. All right, here we go. What's your favorite artist or band? Ooh, favorite artist? The Michigan Rattlers. They're a, like, four-person Americana band from Michigan, and they are, like, supremely underrated. Nice. I'm going to have to check them out. Book or ebook? Ooh, book or ebook? Probably Atomic Habits. Um, it's it's one that I like keep coming back to. I think it's I don't know, just one of the most important books I've ever read. And do you prefer a physical book or an ebook though? Definitely. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, no, that's a good answer too. <laughs> um, definitely, I'm a book guy. I there's a like a status or like a I just like to be able to put books on a shelf and be like, look at all those books I read. You can't do the same thing with a Kindle. So. True, true. If animals could talk, which one would be the most annoying? Monkeys, for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. What's the number one thing on your bucket list? Ooh. That's a hard question. 
I would say probably right now I want to be a this is like a hard thing because I can't like really control that much of it, but to be an employee, an early employee at a company that IPOs. Nice. I like that. That's a, that's a good goal to set. And, you know, really obviously cool. I don't have as much control over that, but you can definitely work towards it. Last yeah, one. My best. Sh- uh, should toilet paper hang over or under? Toilet paper should not exist. It is a disgusting <laughs> invention. Why are we like, okay. I'm just going to make my pitch real quick. Go if for I were it. to like take a crap on your table and then hand you toilet paper <laughs> to clean it up, you'd look at me like I was an insane person. That's it true. It's all about bidets. Yeah, I, you know, and they're making them more accessible now. I've seen so exactly. many of them on Amazon. If I can install it, you can install it. It's super easy. Like get a hose, spray your butt off. You're not going to like – you would never clean anything with toilet paper, but we clean poop off of our butts <laughs> with toilet paper. It's disgusting. <laughs> But definitely over. Awesome. Oh, my God, Nate. That was a great way to end this episode. I love that. If uh, if anyone who's listening wants to get in touch with you, Nate, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Nate Elliott, N-A-T-E-E-L-L-I-O-T-T. I just got the Nate Elliott handle. I'm stoked about it. Um, don't DM me about toilet paper or bidets. <laughs> like, just Google it. I don't, I don't have too much more to say than that, so... Yeah, we'll leave it at that. But uh, but his thoughts were very clear and strong on the matter. Well, awesome, awesome Nate. I, I really appreciate oh, it. Yeah, thing. go for it. Um, you can also, I write a little bit. I try to write um, every week about, like I wrote about the bear case for Clubhouse. I wrote about swag um, implementing a swag strategy, which is something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about. And I think swag is really cool. If you want um, some input on your swag strategy, send me a DM. Um, but you can read read stuff that I write at startupsalad.xyz. Um, and um, it I think that it's decent writing, so I'd recommend checking it out. I also recommend checking it out because I did I did read uh, that swag one, and it's very insightful and uh, goes in depth about a lot of really interesting things about why you should use swag and like how awesome it can be. So thanks, yeah. Nate. I, 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 I always thought swag was overrated until... <laughs> Until I started reading that. Um, you got to do it right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Nate, great having you on. I really appreciate it. And I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome. You too, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Techie Bites. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting our podcast at anchor.fm slash best techie and or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated. So thank you. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, remember, take care of your computers.